Hello friends, this is Michael from Hannigan Media here in the courtroom of Henderson County Judge Wade McKinney. How are you doing today, sir? Doing great, Michael. Good morning. Good morning. And it is um, an happy St. Patrick's Day. Yes, sir. It is St. Patty's Day for sure. Okay, so I don't know about you. I have a little Irish in me. Hannigan, McKinney. Yeah, I, th I think I think we are. So, so the full name mm -hmm. is Michael Vincent Joseph Hannigan Jr. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, yes. My great grandparents. We found. I found my great grandfather's name uh, in the book at Ellis Island. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my great grandparents came through Ellis Island. Um, from Ireland. That's My fantastic. father had family, a uh, fairly close family, that he never met who stayed in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, we never could get back that far. We know that ours were in Alabama in the uh, 1850s, 1860s, but couldn't get any further back than that. Yeah, I don't go back that far. Yeah. I, I guess I'm a recent See, people are going to say, you know, I'm not just a Yankee, I'm a damn Yankee, but I also, I guess I'm also an immigrant, so I'm all of those things. Oh, man, you know, we all come from somewhere. Yeah, but you know what, St. Patrick's Day always bothered me, because, you know, everybody, like, dresses up in green and acts like the only thing it's about is getting drunk. I know. And St. Patrick was a very important figure, a very important religious figure. Yes. Back in the time, he brought Christianity to the, uh, the to Ireland. The mid-400s is when he passed away, I think, isn't it? It I, was I that's right. back. It's actually a day of remembrance, I believe, in Ireland. Yes. Yes, yeah, it is. You, you went to, you, you but it, to church and yeah. here, here in America, we turned it into a drinking contest. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, and so that's how come you will never. I, I, I don't wear green on St. Patty's Day. I don't do any of that kind of stuff on St. Pat's. Um, I, I always thought of it as, I mean, he's the patron saint yeah. of Ireland, and so it's a little, it's a little more important than that. You know, I believe um, they talk about the first. Patrick's Day parade being in New York, but it was actually in Boston. Yeah, there is a couple of Irishmen in Boston. Yes, just one or one or two. The the I believe it was in seventeen thirty seven. Yeah, there, there's actually did few. some reading this morning. Yeah, <laughs> there's a few there there there's a few Irish in the uh, Boston area. All mm -hmm. right, so um, we've got uh, several things that we want to talk about. Uh, today, we want to talk about uh, the COVID clinics, how they're going, do a quick look at the budget. There's a resolution going mm -hmm. uh, that you guys approved having to do with renaming a road and the livestock shows coming up. A lot to get to. Let's start out with the budget um, because that's the key thing. As um, the county judge, you are constitutionally um, required to present that, and that's like your big constitutional requirement, state constitution, to do the budget. So where are we at with the budget? That is, you know, um, the 2021 budget year just started, January the 1st, but that process will begin um, about mid-April, where we'll send out our first letters to the department saying to begin compiling your submissions for a proposal, which will later be... Um, 
cobbled together and then placed before the commissioners after July 4th. You know, so we'll we'll go from April until September, sometimes mid-September, usually September 1st is how long that budget season is. And so the very first step in that is when the different departments say, ah, you know what, we, we could really use a new printer mm-hmm. and, um, you know, a couple of new chairs and a desk. And that all gets put into the budget is like, we need a little extra money so we can get the new printer. Mm-hmm. And then it goes before the commissioner's court who says, wait a minute, you got a new coffee cup last year. I'm not sure you can get a printer this year. <laughs> there have been some very detailed examinations of proposals and past performances, if you would like to put it in that fashion. And usually the discussion is quite vigorous when it comes to budget and spending money historically in Henderson County. And they say, I'm the wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was a nice way to put that, John. Yes. That was a nice way. But this is, this is uh, coming up in April. You're going to send that out, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, this is that time period when you, you're really, you're really starting to get ready. Mid March, yeah. you're starting to get ready for that process to kick off and begin. Right. Uh, and it's amazing because you spend, uh, you spend two thirds of the year working on next year. Yeah, we really do. We're always looking a year ahead. And um, it is it is a great process, and I will say that over the years, as the county has gotten more and more in this process, and, and I've been fortunate enough to be in it for so long, it's like okay, it's time to start. No different than when the when the trees start to bloom, you know that budget is fixing to start. It's interesting to me how much technology has changed oh, your budget wow. process over the time period uh-huh. you've been in this. I mean, you've gone from like just big old packets of three papers. ring binders. Yeah. We were so happy when they presented us with a three ring binder with the budget proposed budget in it. And that was like my third or fourth year. Right. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it really has come a long way. I remember the first time that I, I took a laptop into commissioner's court. You even wrote about how we had one up on the table. Um, and we're now we're using technology where it changes are made in the budget in real time so that you can see the immediate effect of each decision on the bottom line. That is crazy. That's a really interesting way, th- thought just yeah. at that moment because I was thinking about how much you've used spreadsheets during COVID and some of the things that the county has used spreadsheets for and how much it has changed. The other thing I remember is um, when you guys are in commissioner's court, I don't know whether it's just because some of you were a little old, but you got some big, big monitors up there. <laughs> yes, um, we usually have a lot of information on screen. We may have four different screens open yeah. or windows open on that yeah. one screen. Yeah, that's time. a big monitor. That's all I'm saying. That's a big monitor. It, it is. Um, you know, we'll, during court, we'll have the agenda up over here, and we may have a, two spreadsheets here. And yeah. may, it's, uh, it's amazing how far it's come in uh, relatively a short time. It is. It is actually a very short time yeah. period that has actually changed as much as it has. You know, We'll go back to the argument of the phone. Right. You know, we have is, it's really comparable 
how far we have advanced really in um, development as your phone has because at that same time when we were using three ring binders we had flip phones and now that we're yeah a flip phone <laughs> a remember do you remember t9 <laughs> yeah we T9. had to like hit the same button three times to get yeah. the right letter yes texts were very short and not yeah normal. yeah 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 well here, here's your social media thing you know um twitter has a limit of 140 characters, or it used to. Right. That was the base. It was 140 characters. Do you know why? Why? Because when it, Twitter first started, everybody was using those flip phones and all. And the way that you sent a tweet was you sent a text message to a certain phone number, 40404. Mm. Uh, 404, yes, 40404. Uh-huh. You would send a text there. A text message has a limit of 160 characters the first 20 characters were reserved for your handle i see so the other 140 was your limit for a text oh and that's how that happened people forget because things have changed so much when facebook first started the limit for a post on facebook was 140 characters was it real yeah for the same reason Wow. But I that's mean, going way back. You need to come up and get a clip of, well, yeah. Or a, cell phones. Gonna, a cell phone ring, ring the Nokia yeah. cell, phone, cell phone ring. I, I now have that clip. Oh, do you? <laughs> I do now. I am not carrying a Nokia phone. Blue. Well, whatever it is, I have a clip of it, and I'll make sure that we keep it. All right. Anyway. So uh, that's technology and budgets. All right, so let's right. move on. Um, I want to talk... Um, you you passed a resolution during commissioner's court this week uh, in support of uh, something that um, state rep Keith Bell has actually proposed. You right. want to explain that to us? Yeah, um, Representative Bell um, brought to the county the notion of um, renaming State Highway 198 or a segment of it um, to be the um, officer Tony Ogburn and Officer Paul. How about highway and in memorial to those two officers that lost their lives in 2007? Um, yeah, I think everybody's very, very familiar yes. with those, that story. Um, and, it, and it never fails to amaze me or just those little details. But the fact that that was on the Henderson County Police Officers Memorial Day. Yes. And they had held the memorial just earlier that day. Yes. Um, but this is a this is a great idea. Um, and, this and something is a great should, way to give tribute yeah. to two fantastic gentlemen. That's right. That's right. Um, we appreciate the representative and what, and what yeah. he was wishing to do. And they asked for our resolution of support. So that it would be in the packet when it goes before the House and the Senate. Yeah, that that seems like a that's yeah. a slam dunk. That's yeah, a that you have to do that. Um, so we'll be looking forward to that. That's something actually going through the state legislature. Yes. Um, and and hopefully by the end of this year, this this session, we'll have good news on that. Um, let's move on. I want to talk a second about COVID clinics mm-hmm. because COVID clinics are just rolling. We went uh, several weeks after um, 
we reported on this podcast that the state had asked the county be ready to uh, be able to put on a clinic at you know some time when when it comes and then there were uh several weeks where nothing happened and then all of a sudden last week it all kind of broke loose yes uh last and and while let's let's put this part in there while the county was waiting Mm -hmm. um you the county went out and put together a deal with Family Circle of Care. Yes. To hold your own. Correct. Um, uh, uh, clinics. Um, and so last week on Monday, the first Family Circle of Care slash Henderson County Clinic. Mm-hmm. I think there was 200 there. Yes. Then on Friday. 100. I'm sorry. 100 there. 100. That's right. On Friday, another 300 mm-hmm. for the state clinic that yes. finally came now this friday there's going to be another family circle of care slash henderson county clinic with yes. 200 yes and just heard that ut health athens is also going to be holding a clinic yes a vaccination clinic this week on friday and so, in the last couple of weeks, our vaccination um, allotments have gone up each week. Yes. All of a sudden, there's vaccine everywhere. Yeah, it reminds you of the testing back at the beginning of this. I mean, for we wait for two or three months, you know, about testing, 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 and then the supply chain and everything catches up, and testing became readily available. This is the same way with the vaccine. Yeah, on January 6th, when um, TDM and DSHS called us and got us very, um, gave us very good news, we thought at that time, of being a um, location to help provide the vaccinations. Uh, but it took a very long time. It took um, actually two months for them to get to us. Um, and I don't mean that is that there was others ahead of us. It's just there was no vaccine to give. Sure. And we did. We were waiting four weeks, you know, thinking that this was going to come. And at that point, we had begun to reach out to other organizations, had um, gone with uh, them asking, you know, hey, how can we partner together to get vaccines here? And incidentally, the um, the, feder- the family circle of care, we met with them I believe it was like on March 2nd or 3rd and said, yeah, let's go. Um, and did a small, um, soft opening is what we called it on March 8th. But it, what was really made it even more complicated was that at four o'clock on Friday afternoon of March the 5th is when that phone call came from the state. And we were ready to go on the 8th with our FCC clinic. And they said, we'll be here on the 12th. So we had to spin into gear to get 
we were we were shooting to get 500 in. We could get up to that high. But um, what we had was a list that had begun, uh, I believe, on January the 19th that had 3,000 names on it. And it was what you would consider a stale list. So we had to go through that list, making phone calls to every single one. And I believe the first 1,000 calls we made, we ended up getting like 70. Because there were all people who had already gotten the vaccine somewhere else. That's right. And so um, we were, in a way, it was a blessing because we were able to run through that list and have a fresh list for such as the clinic we've got coming up this Friday. took us one day, and I believe half the individuals we called, because we in this clinic are providing 100 names, and FCC has a list of 100 Henderson County residents on theirs, and we're going to pull them together to get that 200. But it, it took a lot less effort now that we're rolling, and through our resolution that we passed Monday, sets a groundwork for us, or Tuesday we passed it, um, it sets a groundwork for us to continue these clinics and to pull from the list that is on the website. Um, we've spoken about that. You've shared the link on it. Um, but that list is where we get the names from. Um, we get some saying, hey, why don't you have an open call clinic? Well, it really doesn't work that way. As, as you well know, you have to have uh, an organization and a scheduling of coming in so that you do not swamp the area with too much traffic even the facilities are coming in. And if you don't use a list to schedule individuals, you're going to have a situation where, say, 800 show up and you only have 400 doses. You're going to have 400 other people very upset. But, and the other part of that is um, these are Moderna vaccines. They are. Which are the, you need the second shot. Yes, and so there's a great deal of paperwork that goes along That's with right. these shots, not just for you going in and getting your shot, but also that has to be sent upstream to the state and That's to right. the federal government. Plus, they have to keep the records so that you can come back for your second shot, mm-hmm. and they need to let you know about that, so they need all that information. And so that's how come it's, it's a little more, it's a little more than just, hey, we can open things up and you can get a shot. The good news is that the list is very easy to find. I'll put the link in the show notes. The link has been out for a while. If you don't find that link, if you go to henderson-county.com, right at the top, it says COVID information. Click there. Follow the follow the links. It'll take you right to the sign-up sheet. It's just a Google form. It isn't asking for anything beyond like your name, email, and phone number right. so that they can contact you. And it's really easy to get your name on that list. And so if you are one of the people who want to get this, make sure you get your name on the list. By the way, it works. I got my first shot because my name was on the list. That's right. Um, and it's and it's real easy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's very easy. And hopefully, like this will be the second one with Family Circle of Care. Hopefully, right. there'll be more as long as we can get 
vaccine vaccine in and as long as there's names on the list of people who want vaccinations it'll happen by the way free shots it's it is free you know you have some locations that uh will want you to bring your insurance card to this is not the case with these this is you register you meet um, the criteria which incidentally opened up to 50 and down above. to 50 now yeah. over 50 or right. um over 50 or have the um, underlying underlying issues, issues. Right. but yeah we're now down to 50 years old yeah and it is the vaccines have become more available and as you said the two dosage is what makes this unique because we're all accustomed to the the one shot uh flu vaccine those right. things and go and as we discussed last week that johnson and johnson shot that's the one that's going to quote unquote normalize sure. vaccinations for this particular virus yeah and i think that once we get to the next year the next cycle mm-hmm. I, i'm pretty sure that the COVID vaccine isn't going away. I mean, you know, we now have flu shots and COVID shots and we'll all get those every year and do whatever. Um, But yeah, I think that that's, but but the main thing here to remember is these events are going on. They are going to continue to go on. Make sure you get your name on the list if you want to be a part of this process. Real quickly, um, as of yesterday, we had 17,792 doses administered in Henderson County. And that's roughly 17% of our population that's over the age of 16 because they do not recommend anyone under the age of 16 get it. So that's 17% of the population that is allowed to receive it have at least received that first dose. And as you, you look across the other counties, there there's a range there from the mid-20s to some still down in the single digits in that area. And I am um, very pleased, though with the slow coming of it, the way the testing was, once it got rolling, we it is really getting with it now. Yeah, and even outside of the clinics, more vaccine is coming in because we now have more providers eligible to give the vaccination throughout the county. So more pharmacies, more clinics are are able to give it. And so, yeah, everything seems to be going and trending in the right Right direction direction when it comes to COVID. And isn't it a wonderful thing a year later to be able to say that? Oh, wow. Yes, really. It's... It's it's coming out from under a cloud. Yeah. It really is. It is. It, it, We've got our fingers crossed, waiting sure. to see what the trends continue on. Right. You know. Well, we, and I don't want to get into it. Seems to be a little glitch in the system. We're just so, gonna let, we're just gonna leave that lay for now. But the last uh, good number we had from the hospitalizations had it down to one seventeen, which is is as low as we've seen it almost during the entire pandemic from since, the very beginning since July fourth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, we're we're still in a good spot. So let's let's move on. I want to finish up while we talk about that. One of the first big events that really suffered because of the COVID shutdown this time last year was the livestock show. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, that was because that was the very first thing, if I I can remember, that the the questions were like, 
do you hold it? Do you not hold it? Can we have it? What? And they they didn't have the normal. Right. They they did some things behind the scenes. The the board did to try and support those kids because that's what it's all about. Right. But this year, yeah, it's back to a regular schedule, the normal schedule that you're used to every year, and it kicks off next week. I was just curious. I, you know, I see you on Facebook, and on Facebook it seems like you're always sitting on a tractor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I know you're an ag guy. Right. So tell us what the Livestock Show means. The, the Henderson County Livestock Show, I believe the first time that I had a project there, I was not eight, eight or nine years old. I mean, it is as much a part of my life as many of the others that grew up here. It was the kickoff to, to spring. Um, so many of us um, having the projects, going through all the added benefits of, of children growing up with the responsibility, it was still a social event. And it gave you a sense of community because at that time in the um, late 70s, early 80s, it's not like we were in the Stone Age, but, you know, there was a, a real disconnect from, say, Eustace to Brownsboro. You know, that was the only time we would get to see, really get to visit and interact with people. But um, it is a, a start of the new year when you have the livestock showing for these kids and the relationships that it builds um, it's a big part of my life and that of a whole lot other and very important in my opinion to the history of Henderson County so they I, actually used to have it on the square back even further back here in town that, the livestock show would be held on the square that would be interesting yeah so so uh, I'm not even sure they could hold the rabbit show on the square exactly. as big as the rabbit show has gotten these days mm -hmm. um, so I'm the opposite of you. Mm -hmm. I grew up, uh, I was born in Philadelphia, grew up in New Jersey, so I came here and I got sent out as a young reporter. Uh, this was uh, probably 27 years ago or so, and I got sent out to cover the livestock show and write stories from the livestock show. And I remember walking in there and I was basically at the point where I would be saying things like, okay, so which one are the cows? <laughs> Uh, so I've learned. <laughs> yeah. I can understand that. I mean, it is it is it is a different um, event than really most other events you have. Oh well, it is I mean, it, really it is. is the quintessential Henderson County event. If yeah, you is. want, if you want in one place. To get a feel for Henderson County, it's this week. It is. Because even though it's ag, mm -hmm. and, and you know, it's overwhelmingly ag, and you have that um, in Henderson County, and I feel it in Athens a lot of the time, there's this, and, and I feel it through the whole county, but there's this tension between the people who still want to be very rural mm -hmm. and think of Henderson County as, you know, uh, uh, pastures and, right. and, you know, hay meadows and stuff like that. And the people who are like, no, we need to advance. We need to bring more technology in and stuff like that. Uh, but you can find them both at the livestock show you this really week. Can. And you see the kids and they're, and they're falling asleep on their animal yep. 
with their tablet on top of them. I exactly. mean, it's the whole nine yards all in one spot in this week. And I love, I love the livestock show. I will say this though. I, again, I have covered it many, 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 many times. I, and, and Friday night, the big night right after they give away the scholarships, mm -hmm. which is one of the high, high, high points of the, right. of the event to me. I mean, I take pictures of those kids every year. Um, that they have the um, final judging for, um, for, for the steers and all. Right. And they bring in the judge. I have not understood a word those men have said <laughs> in 27 years. Well, they do get a little technical, and they do talk about things very specific to the structures of the animals. That is, is true, and you can get lost in it. But it is, it is put up against what science dictates as being the perfect animal. Look, you can try explaining all you want. I think you have to be born here to understand... <laughs> What is being said when well, when he talks about how those animals when they're walking away and how they're bound? I, I I understand one out of about every fifth word. Right. Well, that's how some of us feel when you're talking about designing a um, web page or <laughs> some of those. <laughs> Alrighty then. So the livestock shows both coming are, up. Both is very important. Yeah. Very important. Yeah, I love the livestock show. I love yeah. the livestock show. I still, I have no idea how the guy doing the rabbit, judging the rabbits, keeps everything straight. So I've watched, and he has this system with coins. Mm -hmm. And he puts the coins down, and he like flips the coins, and he puts the coins in certain orders to keep score as he goes around. Uh -huh. And I, it's got to be very complicated because there's multiple coins that he flips. Um, but they look like all, they all look like rabbits to me. Yeah. And see, I have to agree with you on that when it comes to judging rabbits, yeah. judging chickens. He's never really good at it. The, the large animals I understand more. Okay. So uh, I'm there with you on the rabbits. Uh, I, I wouldn't know, I know some here stand up and some. Yeah. Down, so. Yeah. I, and and some of them are judged by themselves, and some of them are judged in sets of three. But the thing that the livestock show does is it brings everybody in the county together. Yeah. It really does. It does. And and I and I joke, but um, the important thing about the rabbit show is that um, a rabbit project mm -hmm. is within the reach of every kid. Oh. And see, the thing is, is that, and I don't know why we didn't talk about this sooner, but it has changed so much from where it was when I was actually showing projects. I mean, you get all the way up into some of the electronic projects and things. I mean, it is a, a true marrying of interests and things across the board, just like you said about a child falling to sleep on their project with an iPad. You can have the rabbits, the chickens, the shop project. And oh, you yeah. can also have, have a robotics. Sure, team. no, robotics teams are a big you part have. of 4-H and FFA now. Yes. Um, I'm the There's a desk in my office, a standing desk that I use, um, and it's a, it's a project from the, the, the youth project show. Right. Um, 
Yeah, so the livestock show coming up this past this next week. I'll be there um, all week long and, and covering it and taking pictures and doing that thing that I do. Yeah, it, you and I get into these conversations and get off in the weeds a lot, which our listeners can attest to. Yeah. You take where we live geographically. Right. Dallas to the west, Tyler to the east. We're in the middle where both the cultures marry up. I mean, it, it is just that it is. We, we are a blend of both cultures that um, you spoke about earlier, about sometimes there's the tension between. And, and, and the livestock is the best representation of how that comes together. And, and, ev- and you know, uh, I'm sure that there are bad times. I'm sure that there are tough times in the livestock show, but they are so far between I mean you get that many kids doing that much work mm-hmm. and getting that tired and they all seem to have such good attitudes they all they you know do. I go out there and it's all yes sir no sir mm-hmm. uh, you know um, and I have to be walking around with a big stamp on my head that says Yankee because <laughs> you know I don't know what's going on. I, 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 I've like learned just enough mm-hmm. to let the other stupid Yankee be the one that gets into trouble. Um, but, but they're all so polite and so well mannered. Mm-hmm. And the, I want to, I'm going to give a shout out to all the ag teachers mm-hmm. because they put in so many hours. Yes. Um, you talk about, you talk about, um, people who are absolutely dedicated to what they're doing. Right. Because, you know, there is no way when they sit down to do their bills and they like look at the amount of hours they put in Agreed. versus their paycheck and go, well, that's a good deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, and also there's the involvement of the Extension Service bringing in also the 4-H chapter yeah, leaders, right. club uh, leaders. Same, yes. Um, and none of this could happen without the Henderson County Livestock Show Board that puts in so many hours and runs through all the logistics to get this done. And Give a hat tip to the group of ladies who work in the office. Mm-hmm. And the top of the board, the presidents, they come and go. Right. Those ladies in that office have been in that office a long time. That's and right. when it's time to figure out who won or, you know, let me see the results from the nine million rabbits <laughs> that were at the rabbit show. They always have them and have them all straight in the way they're supposed to be. I, yes, I'm, they do. And they do not sleep for a week, I don't think. <laughs> I think they're running on coffee and donuts. Yeah, I think so. So, all right. Well, that's the Livestock Show. That's going to be this coming week. Um, you're going to hear a whole lot about it. Um, Judge, I'm thinking we may have to miss next week's podcast. Be at the Livestock Because show. I'll be at the Livestock Show. I'm sure I'll see you there. You bet. All right, and uh, friends, thank you for listening. Uh, this chance to uh, find out what's going on in your county government, and we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks, Michael.